Welcome to the Talking Michigan Transportation Podcast. I'm Jeff Cranson. All right, so once again, I'm talking today with Nick Sharipa, who is our Southwest Media Relations Representative at MDOT and also has been instrumental in getting off the ground an initiative that we sort of borrowed from some other places, most notably Scotland, and took it to, I would say, new heights. And that was the idea of naming snow plows, both to raise awareness about where the plows are in the state, but also just to have some fun with it and find new ways to remind people about the, the safety imperatives involved in plowing snow and winter maintenance. So Nick, thanks a lot for taking time to talk about this. Well, shoot, thanks for having me. So here we are, just about a year into this, and uh, it's it's caught on well. It, it it took a while. It got some media coverage early on, and then there was a lull. And part of that, of course, was that we were in the off season. Uh, but this winter, there's been a lot of interest, and we've uh, made great strides in naming the plows and getting those names on the MyDrive website. Um, tell me, as you reflect on this, what you think about the program. Uh, this second wind has uh, really been rejuvenating. Question mark. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, um, a labor of love to be sure, but it's been a lot of fun. You know, we started, uh, as you said, almost exactly a year ago uh, with what seemed like uh, kind of a shot in the dark, uh, tossed it out on, on Twitter and, and within a matter of hours, you know, we get a couple hundred ideas thrown back at us and a lot of interest, a lot of uh, really positive energy. Uh, and that's when we decided that, yeah, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's jump on it. And we, we just pressed ahead and, you know, we, we designed the, the, the web page to get the name submissions kind of put together and have kind of a clearinghouse for that and got the press release put out and immediately got some really great media interest in it. And we had a, a an event we put together with a, an elementary school in Benton Harbor and the Lieutenant governor was, was kind enough to put, make time to schedule to be there for that and yeah let's talk about that a little bit in fact um let's let's listen to something the lieutenant governor had to say that day when he went to benton harbor to meet with the kids at the elementary school that named their plow tiger it is awesome the kids were super excited about it i had them teach me some things about how the snow plow works and i just think the exposure that the department is giving the children about the types of careers and the, the people, the professionals that take care of them, take care of the community every day, this kind of connection and relationship, it, it's really beautiful. So yeah, talk about what it was like being there that day. That was so much fun. Uh, we went with, you know, there was a, it was just one elementary school class that was chosen. Uh, they picked the name Tiger. Uh, they named the plow after their, their elementary school mascot, which so uh, apropos, uh, a lot of fun. One of the maintenance workers at the garage, at the Coloma garage, uh, actually made the letters, uh, just vinyl stickers, uh, made the letters and we put a big front blade on the plow uh, just for that occasion and put the stickers on the plow and the kids got to sign it and uh, they all got to take turns sitting with the plow driver in the plow and uh, really got a chance to, you know, I, in all, you know, not just in words, but an actual hands-on experience with a snow plow and uh, it, it was neat to see. Uh, it wasn't just, you know, this big orange machine that drove by. They really got to get uh, uh, an experience with the plow and the driver and, and understand what plow operators go through every day uh, during the winter when they're 
clearing snow. That's uh, the, the best part of this is anytime you can do something like that, it humanizes these otherwise nameless, faceless government workers and uh, getting them to see these are real people that, you know, are in my community and coach Little League and do other things, you know, that that that's a great thing about it. And it's probably not crazy to think that um, it's not too early to start thinking about careers uh, at any age, given the problems getting truck drivers and all kinds of skilled workers in various trades, including snowplow drivers, that, you know, this is something to think about. Uh, that That's absolutely true. Uh, you know, while we're having a lot of fun picking names for plows, uh, I think that is the uh, happy accident. Certainly that was our intention, but for everybody else outside of our agency, uh, that's the kind of the spinoff benefit of this of this effort is it does humanize what is one of the probably most taken for granted or least recognized groups of folks and most important groups of folks in our agency. And those are the maintenance workers, the plow drivers. I mean, these are uh, the folks who are on our roads every day doing some of the most dangerous work we have to offer uh, and often go overlooked, I think, to some extent or at least taken for granted. Uh, and they really are rock stars, uh, borderline superheroes and some of the work they do every day. And uh, it puts a face on them, right? It, it's, it, 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 as you said, it humanizes them uh, to a great extent uh, and gives us a chance uh, to put them out front for a change um, and really let folks see them, let them be seen uh, by the general public. And I think that's important. And, let's and talk about the work they do. Yeah, let's talk about what drives your enthusiasm for this, because, I mean, early on, you and Courtney Bates, who's one of our web administrators and has done yeoman's work uh, getting this on the site and doing a lot of the technical behind the scenes things to make this initiative a reality. Uh, you guys both embraced it early on, but um, I don't think you you could have known, any of us could have known when we decided to go forward with this, um, how much fun it would be and how much feedback we'd get and how many people would participate in, in offering names. Um, some, you know, some absurd and not at all serious, but others, you know, outright hilarious. So what, what do you think about that a year later? Uh, <laughs> There have been moments, uh, and Courtney, I think, would say the same thing. There have been moments when side-splitting laughter. I mean, some of the names have just been amazingly funny, witty, uh, some great plays on names. Alice Scooper, the Big Laplowski, uh, Kid Rock Salt. I mean, you know, there are a half a dozen that are plays on the Red Wings, uh, Gordy Plow, Steve Iserman, um, as a hockey guy. Those, which those, you like. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those, yeah. Yeah, yeah, those hit home. You know, and, and Alice Scooper has a Michigan connection too, so that's good. Sure, sure. Uh, there have been some, the Pythagorean theorem, that one made me cackle. I absolutely loved that one when I first read it. I don't know why, I can't tell you. I'm, I'm an English major, I'm not a math guy, but Pythagorean theorem, come on, that's amazing. No problem, um, because you have it committed to memory. Uh, absolutely. Uh, a, a plus B, A squared plus B squared equals C squared. I mean, it's right triangle. <laughs> Who doesn't know the Pythagorean theorem? Uh, so, yeah, I, it, there have been some really, really high fun moments. Uh, but I think, again, I think Courtney would agree that there have been some really, some really low moments, too. I mean, not just in the amount of work. I mean, you stare at 50, a list of 15,400 names. <laughs> your eyes start to burn after a while, but 
you know, we've seen the best of people, but there have been moments we've also seen the worst. And that's that that's been you know, in, in all fairness and all honesty, that those are some of the lowest moments and some of the hardest moments too. Yeah, that's the times we live in and certainly with social media, if you're gonna try to to get the benefits of social media and um, you're gonna have to deal with that too. But fortunately, uh, there's a lot more good than bad out there and um, uh, absolutely people absolutely. have embraced this, I think. Stay with us. We'll have more on the other side of this important message. No, before you go, head on over to MyDrive to check out the latest on road construction and possible delays along your route. For a detailed map, head over to michigan.gov drive. Talk about what you think going forward this could do to, to help with the awareness aspect. If people like to go on the website and see where the plows are. And, you know, I should point out here that, you know, two thirds of the plowing across the state or more actually, maybe more like uh, three quarters of it is done uh, by local contracted agencies, mostly counties, and that MDOT doesn't even have the majority of the forces doing the plowing. So if this could eventually expand to some of those local agencies that do the plowing, um, it could be even a, a, have a bigger impact. Sure, and I think it was the city of Lansing has already taken advantage of this and right. uh, they've named some of their plows too. So I, I mean, it's obviously you know, we've, we're in our second winter and this is, like I said, this has been a second wind for us with another, a second winter of media coverage. Uh, it's almost like it went dormant over the summer, which makes perfect sense. I mean, no, who's thinking about snow plows during the summer and during the fall? Uh, and then as soon as we finished naming plows and just kind of reminded folks it was out there and it popped back up on my drive again, uh, it, it got its second wind. And I'm talking about it again with the media and talking about it again with the public. And Courtney, fi we finally got the rest of the plows named and Courtney got them on my drive. And um, you know, just for the sake of clarity, I wanted to, there's, there is a slight discrepancy in numbers. We have about 330 plows, and that's kind of a moving target, but about 330 plows in the state inventory. And we have all of those plows named. Folks are going to see roughly 300, I think it's 299, uh, on the website. That list that's on the website, and that's because that's the number of plows that are active on the MyDrive website. We have a number of plows that are in a bullpen, so to speak. We have a number that are backups that are taken out of service uh, and waiting for their turn should a plow go down. We have a number that have been taken out of service because they're broken and they're not currently in service. We had a number of trucks that are named but are, are brand new and have not yet been put in my drive uh, and haven't been activated yet. So out of those other 30-ish plows that aren't listed uh, on the website, it's just because they're not on my drive yet. So just that's the discrepancy of folks are, are counting. They hear me say 330 an awful lot, but then they count the number of names on the website. And there's not 330-ish yet. That's why. But people are really, you know, the, the energy behind it uh, is positive and it's fun and that's great. And I think moving forward, that can only help everybody. When it comes to attention to my drive, if we know where the plows are, we know what kind of work, A, the plow drivers are doing. Again, drawing that attention to the work they're doing. Um, both from a, a human perspective, but also from an, an agency perspective, uh, knowing where we are and, and that helps, you know, know what road conditions are like and it helps know actually where we are and, and what work we're doing uh, from an accountability standpoint. And as you pointed out, 
we're a pretty small percentage, uh, 25 to 30% of the plows that are on the roads at any given point because so many local agencies also have uh, fleets out there. And that draws attention to the fact that there are other agencies doing the same work. Uh, and, and the more attention I think plow fleets get, the better. Uh, people are more aware of where they are and what they're doing. That increases safety, it increases positive attention, it increases awareness, and that's a benefit for everyone. So I'm reminded that uh, of kind of the understated approach that uh, Ian McDonald, who is involved in winter maintenance, it transports Scotland, and that's largely what our inspiration was for taking this on. And I remember talking to him last year, and he was so low-key about it. But he said, going to your point about accountability, that a big driver for them was that when they had snowstorms, people say, we never see a gritter on the road, which is what they call snowplows in Scotland gritters and uh he said so they created the trunk road gritter tracker and named the plows and that made it easier for people to find out where they were and somehow it became much more real to people like oh, okay i guess they are out there they are doing that so ideally uh it's all about awareness it's all about education this is not a huge you know investment in resources the time it's taken you guys to sift through the names certainly there's there's that manpower hours involved but Overall, I think it's a pretty good cost-benefit ratio, don't you? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I don't. I think the the investment and work hours that Courtney and I have put in, just to going through the names and and picking the you know the, the balance of them and the hours that that our maintenance folks and other communications folks have put into picking most of them and getting them on my drive. Yeah, the work hours is is negligible. I mean, you spread that across a year. It's you know it's a couple of weeks. It's it's no big deal. But the, the the payout, as Ian said, is just that accountability factor. How many times a year do we hear, where are the plows? And it's not just we, you know, you and I or Courtney and I or you know, we, everybody in MDOT, how many times do we hear that we, when we know they're out <laughs> around the clock during a winter weather event? We know they're there uh, and it's hard to pinpoint them. Well, we have the GPS on the trucks. We have them on my drive map. Uh, now we get to have a little bit more fun when we point that out to folks. And uh, I, I, I think Ian's point is is spot on. And God knows we're in, still in the middle of a pandemic and we launched this in the middle of a pandemic and anything that creates a little bit of a diversion and, and maybe cr gives us some laughs is well worth it. Certainly. Uh, a little bit of light humor always helps. So uh, put you on the spot here. Going back to the beginning, we joked about plowing McFout what was it, Plowy McPlowface and Sir Salts a lot, uh, and then some of the other names that, that you rolled out earlier. What's your personal favorite? Uh, that That is, you know, people have asked me that that is, that, is, that is impossible. That is not a possible question to answer. Well, which one do you remember really, you know? Pythagorean theorem. Okay, that's, that's, that's it. <laughs> that, that is the one that made me smile the biggest and laugh the hardest, which makes no sense because... Gordy Plow, Steve Iserman, the grind line, there were a handful of Red Wings references that all made my heart a little warm, and I kind of like those. But I don't know what it is about Plowthagorean theorem. That one just gets me every time. When you're officiating hockey and breaking up a fight, do you just throw out some of those names to, you know, kind of bring the temperature down? Uh, I, I certainly do have de-escalation techniques I use when I'm officiating <laughs> ice hockey, but most of them cannot be spoken here on this podcast. <laughs> Those are, those are trade secrets I can't uh, divulge to the general public. All right. Well, 
Thanks, Nick, <laughs> for what you've done with this. Uh, it's It's been great, I think, for the department and for the state. And uh, there's certainly a safety aspect to it, which is really an imperative for everything. And, and you and Courtney deserve a lot of credit for running with this. And I think uh, things can only only grow from here. Well, thank you uh, for giving us the, the rope to play with this one. And uh, we've had a lot of fun. And Courtney certainly deserves... Uh, a lion's share of the thanks. She has done so much work uh, behind the scenes, um, and I, she's probably going to be mad at me for for saying all that. Um, but she really is the driving force behind making all this so visible and and happen so quickly. Um, I, it, it, it would not have happened without her and her efforts. So, uh, again, thank you for giving us the latitude to, to play with it and have a little bit of fun. Oh, I agree. Well said. Thank you again for listening to this week's edition of the Talking Michigan Transportation Podcast. I would like to thank Randy Doubler and Corey Petey for engineering this week's podcast. To subscribe to show notes and more, go to Apple Podcasts and search for Talking Michigan Transportation.